Good morning. Our message today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your child asked for a fish, would give a snake? Or if your child asked for an egg, would give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This is the word of God for the people of God. We are beginning this series as we take a, a look at some of these things that maybe we say with good intentions, or maybe they've slipped out because you didn't know what to say, and you realize, oh, I probably should not have said that because that's not even close to anywhere in the Bible. I don't know what it is, uh, but sometimes these saints creep up on us. And this first one that we are exploring is, God will never give you more than you can handle, which um, we'll see how true or not that is as we look at a passage of Scripture a little bit later on. Because if we think about it, right, we have all had hard times, have we not? And there's a very wise saying that either you are currently in a hard time or you are coming out of a hard time or, unbeknownst to you, you're getting ready to go into a hard time, right? which is not the most uplifting piece of wisdom you might have ever heard, but if we're honest, that's pretty true. Uh, hard times are unpredictable. It's not like you sign up uh, for hard times and say, you know what I really want today is an extra dose of really, really difficult. Yes, please. Uh, no, it just happens on us when we are not expecting it. That's why they're hard times. I had a pretty hard time once uh, and had a couple times, different seasons, right? They come and go. And uh, one time during seminary, I was moving a mirror. You guys have heard this story. And it shattered and it uh, cut my arm and I was literally bleeding out. And then my arm, I had to have surgery a few days later. So I'm trying to drive to Dallas four hours one way with my arm in a sling because the doctor said I had to keep it like that, immobile. And I got classes to do, you know, I got to study uh, things like Hebrew and UM polity. It's super exciting. And so, uh, you know, driving up there. And then um, a few days later, my, my daughter was born uh, while I'm working full time. And then I had someone say to me, with good intentions, man, you're, you are just built for this. And I was like, ha, no, no one is built for this. They were like, I'm sure God doesn't, you know, give you more than you can handle. I was like, that is the biggest, not helpful piece of advice you could give anybody right now. And uh, it's, it just happens, though, right? We, we mean good sometimes. We want to encourage someone who's going through a hard time. And so we might say something like that. But I want to pop the hood today, uh, kick the tires a little bit, and explore this, uh, this saying that we have as Christians. Because if we take a look at Scripture, right, it is full of people who were given more than they could handle. You got Moses, who is uh, tasked with freeing his people from an oppressive regime. <laughs> and Moses goes, I ain't the guy for this mission, God. And God goes, fine, I'll give you some backup. Aaron can talk for you. And Moses says, 
do I still got to do it? <laughs> it's like he, he was like feeling the pressure of the situation. You have Esther, who is sort of tasked to gain favor with the king to protect her people. Again, talk about a power differential. You have this marginalized woman and the king of the empire. And Esther is like, okay, God, I will, uh, yeah, I'll gain favor with the king and we'll protect my people. She probably felt like there's a little bit more on her plate than she could manage. You have King David who sleeps with Uriah's wife and then kills him, thinking he can get away with it because he's king, and then the, the weight of guilt begins to weigh on him more than he ever expected. And you have Jesus in the garden, literally sweating blood, saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Talk about someone who had more than they could handle. So maybe at times, if we're honest, everyone in here does get a little more than you can handle. <laughs> and uh, that raises some questions for me, right? Uh, maybe, well, why? Why might you get more than you can handle? But before we ask that question and look at that, I want to take a look at a piece of scripture that I think is where people get this saying from. And so that scripture is from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And so here are these words. No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. You hear it? But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Okay. So maybe this idea that God will never give you more than you can handle is half true, kind of rooted in this passage, maybe a little bit. But it still raises that question. Why would God allow me to have more than I could possibly handle? Well, I want to explore that a little bit, and uh, I think the first reason, and I think this is happening in 1 Corinthians, is if we are honest, sometimes our troubles are self-inflicted. Sometimes they are self-inflicted. And 1 Corinthians is a, a letter to this church in Corinth, and it was a, a cosmopolitan city, a melting pot of cultures and places and people, and they struggled with a couple things that us modern people don't struggle with at all. Things like uh, sexual immorality and idolatry and not knowing who our allegiance is to. Or no, we don't struggle with that at all as modern people. This is clearly only an ancient problem. And uh, Paul's writing to them. And so they are kind of perhaps still stuck in some of their cultural patterns of self-inflicted sin. And Paul's saying, God has given you a way out of that. So sometimes when we feel like the pressures are weighing down on us, it's because it's self-inflicted. Let me give you some examples of how these things sort of encroach on us without us knowing about them. At times, this is that cute little office romance you might have, that little flirt. You come in and you say, oh, hi, how are you? And before you know it, it's a lot bigger problem than you thought it was. Or maybe it's that little lie you tell. And from there, it sort of begins to snowball and build and build. And then you're telling more and more lies to sort of buttress up this lie that you originally said was just a little tiny thing, a little white lie. These are all self-inflicted problems. I did it to myself. 
And so all of a sudden, the weight of the responsibility of my actions, because my actions have consequences, are weighing on me. And this is because God honors our autonomy and free will as people. So maybe at times we get into it kind of deep because it's self-inflicted. We did it to ourselves, but not all the time. Uh, Other times, maybe uh, we come into hard times uh, because they are opportunities for what the ancient people used to call virtue to be cultivated in us. Imagine for a second that you went through life with no hardships. You would emerge the most shallow, superficial person ever. It is only through difficulty that sort of the rough edges are knocked off of us, and we are refined, and virtue is built within us. Imagine, for instance, the virtue of bravery. Bravery is only possible in dire circumstances. And that virtue can only be cultivated at times when life and death is on the line. I would say that's more than someone can handle, right? That's a hardship pressing down on you. And when that happens, these things begin to be formed in us. Think about the virtues of selflessness or compassion or empathy. These are outpourings toward other people who are suffering, to other people who are having hardship. Those virtues are cultivated because of hardship. And the third reason I think sometimes that um, hard things happen, that we get more than we can handle, is it is an opportunity for us to draw closer to the heart of God. Two particular examples in the scriptures that um, we have of people who probably got a little more than they bargained for. Uh, The first one is Jonah, who ends up at the bottom of the ocean and is near death and says, God, I'm sorry. He might whisper it, right? Like, God, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's an opportunity for Jonah to admit that he needs to draw closer to the heart of God. And another story is the story of Daniel in the lion's den or the fiery furnace. When he is being persecuted, it's an opportunity for him to draw his strength on God as the one who provides it. Because if you and I are honest, When life is going well, right, when the bank accounts are high, when the stock markets are doing well, when the cars are running, when you have the job, when the retirement is there, when it's good, sometimes we forget about God. We don't really need him because I got money, I have friends, this is all fine, I don't need it. And then something happens, and it's a a wake-up call for us, like Jonah, or Daniel, and we say, I had forgotten that those were good gifts from God. We forget who put us in that situation in the first place. So these hard times are an opportunity to recall and reflect and draw closer to the heart of God. So what can we do when we are feeling overwhelmed? When you feel like you got too much on your plate, you got too much sort of pressuring and pushing down on you when you have too much and you can't handle it what can you do first i want to hold kind of fast to three promises that are found in scripture the first one is in second thessalonians the second one is in psalm 10 and the third one we heard from our passage today in luke chapter 10 that second thessalonians passage talks about how 
The Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. It's important for us to remember that no matter how life's paths meander, wind, go up and down, it is God who is faithful all the way through. We might deviate, right? We might take the shortcut through the woods, and God remains faithful and steadfast in spite and despite of our action and inaction. It is God who is faithful and steadfast when it hits the fan, when life goes sideways, when it gets too heavy to hold. God is there. Psalm 10 talks about how God hears the cry of the oppressed. So when life gets heavy, when it gets hard, when you feel like you have too much that you cannot handle, we know that God hears our cry. God heard the cry of his oppressed people in Egypt. He did not turn a deaf ear to them. In the same way, it is true for us today as well. God hears our cry. When life gets difficult and hard, we cry out to God, knowing that God hears us. In Luke 10, 9-13, as we heard earlier, it is the Father who sends the Holy Spirit, which is a, a good gift, asking it will be given to you. So when we are in difficult times, when we don't know which way to go, when we don't know how to move forward, when we feel like we can't handle it, we have an advocate from the Father who intercedes on our behalf. It is this Holy Spirit, God itself, that dwells in us and moves with us as we navigate life's trials and temptations. So two sort of short, actionable things for us today to think about as we go from here. We have those promises from Scripture about what happens when life goes really bad. God's faithful, God hears us, and God is with us. And so there are things that we can do, I think, as a community that we should practice. The first one is ask God for help. Ask God for help. To fall on your knees in prayer and say, God, I can't do this. I do not have the spiritual bootstraps to pull myself up and do this. I do not have the gumption and the willpower. It is too much for me to bear. If things were too much for Jesus to bear or Moses to bear, Certainly there are things in life that are too much for us to bear. So we need to admit that and say, God, I am a limited person. Please come and rescue me. And the second is to ask others for help around you. So the first is to ask God for help, and the second is to ask others for help. We do not go through life alone. None of you are sitting here in this place alone. God is with you, and the people in this community are with you. The community of Christ, the church, the beloved family, we are people who uh, answer the call at 2 a.m. It's when things go as not expected that we text each other and say, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. Let me know how I can help. Can I bring you a meal? We have to ask other people for help. It's an opportunity to allow the community to care for us. And so that's my prayer for us, is that we would be people who would, one, reject this terrible saying, <laughs> recognize that it's not really in the Bible, that there are times in life when we do get way more than we can handle. And what do we do? Well, we ask God for help, and we ask others in our community for help. And so may we have the courage to do so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.